um, he wanted to get a car while he was out there, but it didn't end up staying long enough in order to do that. So he was driving around in, in a smart car. It was He'd rented a smart car. Um, so he we'd walk through the car park for Udinese and it would just be Bentley, Ferrari, Range Rover, smart car, Bentley, Ferrari, Range Rover. I just thought this is this is brilliant. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier. You know, he's not he's not flash. He's not egotistical. You know, it doesn't do anything like that. He's just it, it just is absolute spit of my dad. He's like, you know, well, if it does the job, it does the job. You know, like I don't need anything else. So, yeah. and welcome to the third episode of the We Are Stoke podcast with myself, Dan, and my co-host for this episode, Louis Eccleston, who is standing in for Harvey SCFC. Again, this is your podcast, so remember that if you have any suggestions at all, then please make sure to get in touch with us via the contact us details on our website, and they can be found at wearestoke.co.uk forward slash contact us. Now, let's move on to our guest. He is a current video production lead and presenter, where he has worked for many different organisations, including Vodafone, Airbus and the NHS. Together with that, he is an ex-journalist too, where he has completed freelance work for ITV. But the majority of Stoke fans will probably just know him as Ben Wilmot's brother. It is, of course, Joe Wilmot. How are you, Joe? I'm very well, guys. Thanks ever so much for having me. Well, we really do appreciate you coming on to talk with us and answer the questions that the fans have submitted. So thanks for taking time out of your day to be here. No worries at all. No, it's a pleasure. If you're ready, then we'll jump straight into the questions. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah, go for it. So uh, question number one. So, Joe, let's start with your career as a video production lead slash presenter. What made you choose that particular career path, especially when Ben chose football? (laughs) Um, That is a good question. So I have ended up working in video production um, kind of by accident, really. Like I've ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a presenter, Um, you know, uh philip schofield has always been like my absolute idol like i used to look up to him ever since i was a kid and got to meet him when i was younger and um you know did a tour of uh this morning back in the day i think it was about like 14 15 at the time um and i just ever since i was a kid i wanted to be a presenter i knew i wanted to um to do that and then throughout the pandemic um i was doing uh, a fair bit of presenting actually from home obviously like the working from home thing um due to lockdown and i ended up getting some uh, some pretty decent gigs working for uh, the company that i actually work for now um so they had good connections with different clients so i was presenting loads of different content for them um but university as well for me was uh, like a real eye-opener i did uh, study broadcast journalism in in media city um at the university of salford and the amount of exposure you have to to tv and that sort of thing around there is just phenomenal um so that kind of gave me the bug even more and uh, i wanted to stick out presenting and then um did uh, some more tv stuff and yeah just i 
proper fell in love with it and um still i i do still want to be one i would love to be one um my uh boyfriend that is a radio presenter um on uh hits radio so um but everyone knows it as something different everywhere it's always got a different name um but i think he's going to end up being the presenter out the two of us i think i might end up steering off and doing something else um only because i do love just television in general so i've been doing all sorts and i think there are loads of different things i could see myself doing but yeah ever since i was a kid i wanted to be a presenter well i know you just touched on obviously there being when you were when you were a child you philip Schofield was your idol you did a you did a tour of the studios um this question kind of does touch on to the answer you just give but when you were a child did you always want to go down the media path for your career or did you ever envision doing something different I can honestly say I have never ever pictured myself doing something different if I don't know what it was I mean my parents um had nothing to do with television no one in our family did anything to do with the media at all um and for some reason it just kind of fell into my lap and I don't quite know where from I don't know what experiences it, it I, I had as a kid that that made me want to do that but yeah it's it's a bit of a weird one I'm a bit of a I stick out a little bit in the family to be fair it doesn't really follow any patterns I mean it's a bit different with Ben because um our dad was a, a footballer as well um so naturally he got the bug there and then my dad ended up being the manager of his like under 13s football team um so they've been uh thick as thieves when it comes to that so yeah it's just I, I don't quite know where it came from but definitely the only one in the family um who has any sort of interest in it so i know you mentioned to me earlier on in the week that you now work for a tech company could you ever see yourself working for a football club in the future or would you prefer to stay completely separate considering obviously ben's a footballer and like you just touched <laughs> on there your dad was a football manager yeah um i I I could see myself actually working for uh for a football club. I think that would be great fun. I mean, the the one benefit of of <laughs> among many, I have to say, having Ben as a brother uh, and him doing uh, what he does, you know, I never had an interest in in football at all. Um, believe it or not, I'm actually his older brother by 18 months. Um, although by looking at her, she probably wouldn't be able to tell. Um, but yeah you know when he was doing um like under 13s football on a sunday morning i would you know be stood with all of <laughs> sounds so stereotypical but i would be stood with all the sisters of the other brothers that were playing football um so it was just never really my thing but the as time has gone on i've really started to gain an interest in football um i find it really great and tense to watch um and i've actually found myself watching it sort of in my own time now you know times when i would sit down and um just you know consider watching something on netflix i'm actually thinking oh is the football on you know or is there something on that i could you know is there, is there a game on that i can watch or something or um i've kind of gone off your your question a little bit would i ever work for a football club the point i'm making is as time has gone on yes i would um it would have to be a, a carefully chosen um club i would do my absolute best to make sure that i was working for a club that wasn't in the same league 
um, as Ben. So I try and avoid that as best as possible. Um, because obviously the nature of football is that you move around. Uh, as a footballer, you move around. But the people that stay are the staff. Uh, unless you're a manager, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think it could be good fun. I think it could be really good fun. And, and it's it's even better if you have an interest. I mean, I know so many people who, from my course, for example, who are absolutely in love with Man United. I mean, the um, Old Trafford is right outside my window here and our uni is right next door. So there are so many people who were obsessed with Man United. They were doing sports journalism and now they're running the social media channels for, for Man U and meeting Ronaldo and all of that. So for, for so many people, it is a, 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 a huge um joy and and privilege to be able to do a job like that um you know working for a uh, an organization where you love what they do you're a huge fan of them i mean I, I don't know any other job where you could be so behind the cause than you know working for your childhood dream football team so yeah i i, I could definitely do it i reckon I just have to pin down the offside rule though, because I'm getting, I'm like 98% there. And there are times when I'm looking at it and I'm like, I just sort of turn to my dad and go, why, have the, why are the flags up? And he's got it's offside. I was like, oh, damn it. I missed it again. But it's, that's only, it's rare now. I'm starting to get the hang of it. So you've, you've worked with some high profile clients in your career to date and in the, in the media career that you've got already. What's the favorite video production that you've worked on and why? Oh, that is a good question. Um, that is a good question. I would probably have to say. Um, so this was a, a freelance gig uh, when I was um, I, I did some freelancing at ITV and oh, actually I'm torn between two. So briefly, uh, one of them, I, I worked for ITV um, covering the 2019 general election. So I was out um, on location in in Blackpool um, doing the count for that. So we were up all the way through the night and that was a proper exhilarating experience. A huge politics fan anyway, so I was in my absolute element. But the other one, back in first year at uni, I actually, I worked for ITV again, but um, I worked on Judge Rinder, um, the, the the daytime show. Um, I did a, a, a stint there um, while we were on uh, summer break. And that was so fun honestly getting right behind the scenes of of running a television show like that and it's it's an incredibly popular show and being able to work on it and and help people as well which people may not instantly assume by watching that show that you are actually helping people people sometimes just look at it and go it's just a bit daytime trashy tv but when you're actually in the thick of it you realize you're actually doing a lot of good here and you are helping a lot of people out but that that's a very intense job you are working stupid hours you are at the beck and call of of your producers for um sort of weeks at a time and then after that it's just like you just sort of feel dead you know you feel like you have no energy left because you've just gone at it so hard but that that, i thrive off that That, that's what i love I, i couldn't do a job that is exactly the same every day i think i'd go I think I'd go insane. (laughs) And then with your career solely being in media, how does your work complement your brothers? 
Ooh, that is a good question. Uh, he would probably say that it, it doesn't complement. <laughs> um, to be fair, I think that is a good question. I'm not I'm not sure that it actually complements what what Ben does and, and his goals. If it, sorry, accidental pun. Um, and it, it and his uh, achievements and that sort of thing. I wouldn't say they complement each other well at all. I would probably say that they are quite counterintuitive um, because he's, you know, he isn't one for um, hogging the limelight or, you know, striving for it like a lot of players are, whereas to to work in the media and to want to be a presenter, you naturally have to have that um, instinct and you naturally have to have that personality. So they're, they're too complete opposite ends of the spectrum i mean my brother and i couldn't be further apart um wise um than, than than you could imagine so um yeah my, my answer would probably have to be that they don't actually complement each other at all um the only time we do ever have a crossover is oh i don't know if there's if something happens in the news football wise um He'll occasionally ask me a question about it because it just assumes media news must know what's going on. Um, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But yeah, we, they probably don't complement each other too well, actually. So let's move on to on, on to Stoke now and, and discuss a little bit more about the team in general before we move on to some questions that have been submitted about your brother. Um, so the first one in this section, what are your thoughts on Stoke's start to the season? I think it's been a fantastic start to the season. I've been so impressed with it. Um, I, I remember uh, after the uh, first game of the season, there was a, a, a tweet that was going out about um, Stoke hadn't, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but Stoke hadn't won their first game of the season since Ben was nine years old. Um, and I just thought, what a time to be at this club. You know, I think we're is a really exciting um period um where they're already getting off on the right foot um i think um michael o'neill's done a fantastic job of getting them to where they are now and i'm just looking forward to the rest of the season really really looking forward to it so when did you learn of stoke's interest in ben did ben tell you or did it come as a complete surprise as in you heard it from twitter oh um so this one i was actually in the loop about um unlike his uh previous um uh stint at Udinese, uh, i actually found out about this one um from the horse's mouth which was uh, a nice surprise unlike hearing it on sky news um but we were actually on holiday at the time um it was earlier this year, actually, we were on holiday because it all happens quite quickly. Um, that's one thing I'm still getting used to is the, the whole thing. I mean, I'm always worried. I think my first question was, well, what are you going to do about your house? And he's like, well, obviously, I can't live there <laughs> because he's got a house down south. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, I suppose you're right. Um, but. Yeah, it, it all happened so quickly. Uh, we were on holiday at the time and um, I think he was. Uh, his agent was getting in touch with him while we were away 
and um him and my dad and, and his agent were you know having lots of conversations all the time and um that's kind of the, the the extent that i know about it the the one takeaway from that which i i think um i'm not sure many people realize is that it, football is 24 7 like you do not get a break even when you're when you think you're on your break um you're not you're you're still working there's always people around you that are that are working for your best interests and and that sort of thing so uh in answer to your question i first heard about it while we were on holiday he was talking to me about um you know some clubs that had come forwards uh who, who had expressed some interest um and that sort of thing and I, I was kind of hearing things in bits and pieces because i didn't want to get too involved you know in fairness i was on holiday myself <laughs> you know so I, I didn't want to get too involved just sort of left them to it a bit but um yeah we were uh, we heard while um while he was away but even while we were away it wasn't a done deal at that point i don't from what i remember it, it still wasn't done there were lots of things that had to be done when we got back um so yeah even even when you're away you're not really so touching on obviously the, the whole stoke thing and ben ben coming to stoke when ben said that he was joining stoke be honest what was your first reaction with the there's a lot of stereotype around stoke and <laughs> the area and, and the team uh so yeah what was your honest reaction <laughs> my genuine honest reaction was i'm actually really excited about this because he's moving closer to me um you know my brother and i have lived apart ever since i i left home when i was 18 19 back in 2017 so we haven't been in each other's company uh or lived under the same roof since then so um and i didn't really get to see him much at all because i was living in the north he was living in the south well he was living in italy at one point and then he was in wales and then he was back in the south again so he was basically everywhere that i wasn't so to hear that he was moving to a club that is 45 minutes away from where i live um i was just i was so excited for him i really really was so geographically speaking uh i was excited because of that um and on a more personal note i was just excited to see um the rest of my family a lot more like my parents are incredibly dead like dedicated people they i think you could probably say that um covid aside the number of football matches of Ben's that they have missed you could probably count them on two hands and that's it so they they go to as many football matches as they possibly can they will drive up and down the country um to you know to go and watch him play they'll do it all in a day or something like that so knowing that they are so much closer now um and because he's in the championship it means that the clubs that he's traveling to are it is a bit of a pro and con really because some of them are slightly more far flung but it means that some of them can be a fair bit closer like um if he was uh i'm trying to think where he was the other week like wigan for example when he was playing at wigan um they were you know that's a a situation where he can uh where my parents you know can come by here and then the three of us can all go together so on a, on a personal level it's nice that he's so close um because it means that we can see each other a lot more i get to go to more games um and generally just be a bit you know 
be a part of his life a bit more and, and he can then be part of my life as well and the on another personal note um my brother and I had never I don't think we had ever really actually been on a night out together until about two months ago when him and his girlfriend came up to visit me and my boyfriend in Manchester and we went out together and it was I think that was the first time we'd ever done that so it's it's opportunities like that that have become available to us simply because he likes playing at Stoke so yeah I mean I I couldn't ask much more really and then the final question in the in the Stoke uh, in the Stoke topic here topic area before I pass you over to Louis you'll, you'll talk about um basically you, you you being Ben's brother um you've been to a few games now since you since your brother joined the club what have you made of the club so far from basically in terms of people that you've met whilst you've whilst you've been there the, the fan base the whole the whole atmosphere around the club basically genuinely this is no bs uh, I, everyone that I have come into contact with since being since visiting the club um has been like delightful um there hasn't been a single hooligan there hasn't been a single like bad mouther or anyone that i've really you know come into contact with at all um everyone that i've spoken to has been absolutely lovely and i think the the the, the general atmosphere around the club is one of genuine support um you know when, when there were talks of him going you know other clubs were interested I, I i won't name names obviously but i was kind of looking at them and thinking you know what's their is that the kind of fan base that you want to be on the receiving end of and um you know what what type are they a, a family friendly club i think that's really important as well because clubs that are are more likely to have uh, a better atmosphere both on and off the pitch in my mind um so yeah genuinely everyone that i've i've met at, at stoke has been perfectly lovely um the people who were helping uh, at stoke who were helping with ben uh, when he first arrived you know they were helping him find a place to live and and all of that and I, i've never experienced something like that before i just assumed they were just going to say right you need to find your own place to live or you need to um sort out your own I don't know, just general life admin, but um, you know they, they've been incredibly helpful to him, and um, yeah, it's, it's just a, a really pleasant atmosphere, I think. Well, I'll just uh, pass you over to Louis now. We will go through the questions uh, that have been submitted, mainly about Ben, and I can guess. I think <laughs> you can probably guess who they've come from. Uh, hi, Joe. So we'll move on to the topic now of, of you and your brother and, and, you know, growing up with, with Ben and, and what that was like. And you know, that leads me straight into my first question. Have you and Ben always been quite a close knit sort of, you know, siblings? Um, we haven't always, no. I mean, but that's not to say that we've been um, apart. Like, it's it would be wrong to say, you know, we've been like, glued at the hip ever since we were kids like we we just for some reason we just aren't that way about each other um you know it goes back to what i was saying earlier we are two very very different people um you know there are there aren't that many similarities between us 
Um, so there was nothing really when we were growing up that we could particularly bond over or, you know, share a similarity with. So um, I mean, we were like, we we got along really, really well when we were kids. And well, when we were kids, we still do now. <laughs> um, like we are really, really good brothers. And, you know, I don't think, I don't think we've ever really argued either. Um, but there was just not that. Um, like I said, we weren't glued to the hip because we both just had different interests, you know. So when I was off, you know, I spent my Saturday mornings trampolining as a kid and he would spend his Saturday mornings at, at football training, you know. So just two very different things going on. Well, uh, what what was what was Ben like to grow up with? You know, how how was he as a kid? Was the as as you say, there has been a stark contrast between you and him. <laughs> yeah, he's he, he's um, Ben's always been uh, really not 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 quiet, but he's very level headed, very calm, doesn't get stressed out about anything. Um, you know, he's I think that is one of the skills and talents that he has that I wish I could have um that makes him such a great player because he he remains calm level-headed and he isn't a show-off like he has zero ego um that is one thing definitely from us growing up you know I somehow managed to ingest an ego for two people so I got double and he got none um but yeah, he as a kid he was he was fantastic. Like no bother at all. Like I said, we never argued. Um, he was just so athletic. You know, he would do every single sport. And I just I just looked at the kid and thought, how who has this much physical talent in one body? And I I, I have none. Do you know what I mean? It's um you know he would do athletics at school. He was playing rugby he was doing football uh he was doing um lacrosse um back in primary school which is mad to think back uh that far but you know every any sport table tennis you know he was doing everything and he wasn't he was competitive likes to win and but he knows what he's good at you know and he knows when to sit back and let someone else's talents you know um shine for a bit when it's needed and i think that is probably something that has really helped him out but yeah as a kid just obsessed with any sport and like virtual sports as well it was so funny we used to um we had like a spare room in our house that was like the games rooms where like the xbox or the playstation would be and um my bedroom was on the opposite side of the house uh, but as soon as you get home from school most evenings still in his uniform would be sat down playing fifa or playing like call of duty or something and i'd be up in my room and i could hear like just screams of like frustration so which is actually sounds the total opposite of what i was saying earlier about him being cool and level-headed but I think for some reason, virtual games like FIFA just get the better of him sometimes. It's it's so funny how in real life he can be totally calm about it with, you know, 30,000 people watching. 
but then when it's him and his mates on on FIFA, he's um, screaming his head off. <laughs> so you would say, you know, obviously as a football league, he has to believe that he's a good player. Otherwise, you know, he's well, he's probably not going to be in the sport. <laughs> um, but he is very sort of anti-modern anti day football, so very composed and, and calm and doesn't really believe that the hype if you will if that would that be an accurate description of him oh yeah totally totally he um you know i think when you describe modern day footballers the, the first thing that comes to mind is you know cheats people who throw themselves on the floor claiming that they've been fouled you know diving that sort of thing he is as far from that as you could possibly get um Sorry, what was your question again? <laughs> so pretty much, uh, he's he's very is he your anti, you know, anti modern day footballer? Yeah, totally. He's um, I think he, very lucky in the fact that um, my granddad, so my dad's dad, uh, used to be a um, local team football manager, and then my dad did semi pro um, football as well. And now obviously Ben. So I think the thing that's been passed through is genuine sportsmanship. Um, like they are both, like all, all three of them, when it came to sport, you know, you have to do it right or don't do it at all. Um, don't cheat, anything like that. It, it, I, I speak to Ben after the games and he gets... Um, not frustrated but just disappointed with people who feel like they have to cheat in order to do well you know so it, it's nice to see that he gets a little frustrated by people who do that sort of thing because it means that he wouldn't do something like that himself um so yeah he's uh i i, I would say he's definitely a genuine genuine sportsman uh, which in its own is a very good achievement these days to be a very very real players in the modern game um since he's he's gone professional as you know as a professional footballer what is are you proud the most proud of in his career uh the thing that sticks out for me first well if i was talking big picture i'm proud of the fact that you know he's played in the championship and he's played in the premier league you know he is a professional footballer um because that that's his that's been his childhood dream you know the the fact that he's managed to achieve his childhood dream through pure determination working hard um that's what makes me proud my proudest moment was probably uh and it was the first thing i thought of was the swansea cardiff derby when he scored the winning goal in that derby when he was playing at Swansea and that is I mean we still talk about it now like around the dinner table it still comes up in conversation uh people still tweet about it and it was just a magnificent piece of football to watch I think more so because because he was the new boy and he's not he's not really supposed to score goals you know, it, it was just so unexpected um, that it, it just meant 
so much um so that's probably the the proud moment that that sticks out immediately for me uh well you've obviously seen some atmospheres i would imagine what going around the country watching him but of course you you've seen him play in another country in italy and i'm if i'm not mistaken the top division i think it was it was in Serie A. yeah um so what was that experience like you know when you you did get the opportunity to go down to udinese and and watch him play yeah it was it was honestly something else entirely um the the one thing that really hits you is the the cultural difference for the same sport um you can't you kind of think how can you how can it be so different um you know it's the same sport but it's just in a different country you know just with different players um but for some reason the the atmosphere in italian stadiums and italian fans is unlike anything i've ever seen it they are packed with so much energy i uh, it just it's beggar's belief really like i i can't figure out where they get all of this energy from but the atmosphere in these stadiums is just phenomenal and the first game that i oh no his debut uh for udinese was at juventus um talk about a baptism of fire um so that's something that i'll never forget either um actually in answer to your last question but seeing him play in a different country was um I mean, he was driving. It was so funny. He because uh, he wasn't there for very long. Um, he wanted to get a car while he was out there, but it didn't end up saying long enough in order to do that. So he was driving around in, in a smart car. It was he'd rented a smart car. Um, so he we'd walk through the car park for Udinese and it would just be Bentley, Ferrari, Range Rover, smart car, Bentley, Ferrari, Range Rover. I just thought this is this is brilliant, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier. You know, he's not he's not flash, he's not egotistical. You know, it doesn't do anything like that. He's just it, it just he's absolute spit of my dad. He's like, you know, well, if it does the job, it does the job. You know, like I don't need anything else. So yeah, I'm just trying to picture big six foot two, long hair, <laughs> rugged Ben Wilmers driving a smart car. To be honest, that. Well, it blows my mind. Yeah, and even um, I wasn't there because I I couldn't get out there at that point. But my mum and dad then went to visit, and my dad is the same height as my brother and me. We're we're all six foot three, and my mum's quite short. But my dad and my mum both got in that smart car as well while he was driving them home. I just thought I would that would have been an absolute sight. I can't believe I missed it. Uh, well, moving on. Since since uh, Ben's arrived at the club, I think he's coming up to nearly four months at the at the club now. So he, he'll slowly be settling in, and I'd imagine he's found a house by now and all that that kind of stuff. Um, as he spoke to you about how the club's been so far and his relationship with the fans, you know, what what has he had to say about the club? The the one thing that he's said, um, manager, is that he's really hot on communication um you know he ben always feels like he's in the loop um at stoke you know he's he's always in the know about the decisions that are being made you know um 
Michael O'Neill is, um, you know, letting them in on the conversations that they're having. So he's he's providing reasons as to why they're making decisions, um, which is something that I I didn't know is actually quite rare um, in football. Not all managers do that. Um, apparently, quite a lot of them like to just keep it between themselves and and their team, and just sort of and the trust of the players that they know what they're doing and then they'll just sort of go ahead and do it so but that that's one thing that ben has said is that he's really hot on communication and um very open um about the decisions that they're making and i think that makes him feel a lot better because he, he doesn't feel like he's um in the dark and if he feels more comfortable then he's just he's going to play better it's just it's obvious um but in terms of being at the club itself, um, I think it will be a real test to see. Um, that will probably be a good question to ask at the end of the season. I think it's probably still a little bit too early to tell. Um, but he hasn't, you know, he hasn't said a bad word about it at all. Um, everything that he said is, is has always been, you know, I feel so comfortable here. I'm loving what I do. Um, and I can only assume that the reason he's feeling that is because of the environment in which he's in and the, and the, the club that he's playing at. So um, take from that what you will, but that that's what I would that's what I draw from it. So definitely enjoying himself. He's like I said, very settled, very very happy at the moment, which I think all yeah. the Stoke fans will be very happy to hear. Yeah, very settled, very happy, and the uh, and his two puppies are very settled in Stoke as well. So uh, I don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. Um, well, you spoke a lot about the, the stark contrast between you two as, as people, um, but are there any like very, very sort of similar personality traits or similar goals in life? That is a good question. Do you know, I probably haven't even really thought about it. I think I've always thought about the fact that we're so different, but I've never really thought about how we're similar um yeah that's actually a really tough question I, I, <laughs> uh, I think you might have got me on that one I don't know if uh see if my mother was listening to this she'd probably say she's probably screaming something about how we're similar and I'm gonna afterwards be like oh damn it why didn't I say that but um yeah do you know I actually don't know a, a genuine answer to your question I promise you I genuinely don't know um in what ways it was similar but I suppose that's that's kind of why we work so well like um you know we well actually that that when you think about it it's quite odd you know two people that are so different you know don't argue um yeah no that's really odd sorry genuine answer to your question not sure if there is anything that's similar apart from our height yeah. they are <laughs> that's kind of similarity. the height <laughs> Um, so when when you and Ben were growing up of course I'd imagine you've always said you've always seen yourself as a presenter you know looking at people like Philip Schofield people like that did it ever become quite obvious I'd imagine there was a point in your career where you thought yeah I'm going to definitely be able to do that for a career was there ever a point growing up with Ben that you saw him and thought you know he's going to make the grade here he's, he's going to become a professional footballer like I'm going to become a presenter Yes, when he was at Stevenage, 
I I kind of knew then. Um, I thought, you know, back then I didn't know much about football because, we, you know, this was at a time when he was in the academy at Stevenage, and I was <laughs> I I was driving him to the academy first thing in the morning because he was too young to drive, he didn't have a car. Um, if I had like a free period on like a Tuesday morning or something, I'd get up early and take him to the academy, which I don't let him forget. In fairness, it's one of the only reasons I bring it up. I do not let him forget it. Um, when it comes up at the dinner table, I, I do like to take credit for uh, for his success. I was just like, you know, it, no one was driving you to the academy. If you weren't going to the academy, you know, you probably wouldn't be where you are today. So you got me to thank. Um, but when he was at when he was at Stevenage and he was in the academy and then when he played in the first team, uh, when he got his first team debut, that was the moment I knew. I thought, you know, I don't know much about football, but, you know, I'm not an idiot. Um, I, I could have put two and two together and thought he's not being put in the first team because the first team are bad. He's being put in the first team because he is good. So that that was probably the, the, the moment I knew that he was going to go all the way. Yeah. So uh, just before we get on to my final question, do, do you enjoy watching Ben as a player? I think a lot's been made about type of player he is since he's, he's been at Stoke because he's not really the type of player that you'd associate with Stoke. Yes, he's very gritty, you know, very hardworking, determinated, but he's also got that, you know, uh, I, I don't really like using the word, especially for defenders who probably don't want to be associated with it, but that bit of flair to him. You know, he, he, like, he likes to make one or two players look very silly. <laughs> uh, the immediate answer to your question, do I enjoy watching Ben? The answer is no. Um, I really, really do not like watching Ben play football because it's uncomfortable to watch. Genuinely, I have I, I never feel more uncomfortable in my life than, than when he is on the pitch and I'm watching him play, whether that be on television. It's a thousand times worse watching it in person. I, I, I cannot stand it. But it's one of those things that no matter how much you feel uncomfortable by it, you just want to see him do it over and over and over again. Like if I have the opportunity to go to every game, I would genuinely hands down. I would, I would put myself through all of that unpleasantness just to watch him play football because it's, it's really hard to describe, but for some reason, when you, when you're watching a relative do something like that, and someone uh, as close as my brother, you feel like your heart is just, you, you feel like a punch bag. It's really, really horrible. And my, um, like me and my dad, we turn into people that never ever surface in public. Honestly, if there were cameras on us when we're, when we're watching him play football, I would be ashamed of what, of what we were, um, of what we were doing it's just it brings out something in you that is just so horrible because you just feel so tense you feel so uncomfortable um i hope i've got across the unpleasantness of, of watching him play football but um in, in answer to the other part of your question about um is he a joy to watch in terms of uh technical ability 100 percent, 100 percent. he is such a joy because he for me 
takes risks that perhaps other players wouldn't normally take. Sometimes they pay off, sometimes they don't. Um, the probably one of the most common things that I shout from uh, from the stands is go for a run. Like he he does have a habit of just sort of getting the ball and then just sometimes goes actually you know what screw this yeah we everyone just needs to start moving up and I'm going to be the one to start getting that um getting that moving um and it's moments like that when you see his um technical ability and his personality come through because you he isn't a player that will just he'll he will do as he's told obviously because he knows that if the manager said to do something um then it's got to be the right thing to do um and i think that's the side of someone like i said earlier that isn't egotistical you know they aren't big-headed enough to think oh yeah actually you know what? i don't need to listen to the manager i'm going to go off and do my own thing um but he is uh, in that regard an absolute pleasure to watch because he does play some really nice football and I'm not just saying that obviously because he's my brother but other people have said it as well you know um he does play some really nice football he for me is solid he's uh he's someone that you could rely on I think someone you could really depend on um I mean Troy Deeney even said it you know that's a, a future England captain in the making um because he's so communicative and verbal um and he's just genuinely from you know from what i hear and what my, from my understanding of football you know he's a very good player so um in that regard yeah he's he's a joy to watch but i hate watching him at the same time <laughs> i think a lot of stoke fans would agree with you on the the joy of watching him side um and would agree with you with the fact that like you said he's a definitely a natural leader you see that and just in terms of how he plays he's usually the first player to step in and and try and yeah. clear whatever danger's happening but leading on to my final question I, I think I might know the answer to this one but uh if you could swap careers with Ben realistically would you <laughs> oh see this may come as a bit of a surprise but I I there have been times when I've just been after a few drinks I've just been sat you know sat at the dinner table and I, I have thought to myself you know would I want that career would I want to be a footballer um a couple of reasons I'd probably say no if if we were assuming that um it it's me as I am you know everything me as I am but being a professional footballer I'd probably have to say no because I'm I don't have that level head. I get very nervous about a lot of things. Um, so I, I don't think I could handle the pressure of being able to do a job like that. And it's the, the barrage of everything that comes with it after perhaps you know a bad performance um, from some not very nice um, fans. Admittedly, very, very few. Um, yeah, I, I personally couldn't handle that, um, but I'm not sure if other people would agree. I would. Um, I mean, who doesn't want to be a footballer? Who doesn't want the salary that comes with it? I mean, I think we're kind of all thinking it. Um, 
you know, I'm not ashamed to say it. Yeah, that would be really, really nice. But I think at the end of the day, I'd rather earn a lot of money doing um, something that isn't so exhausting. Um, it's it, really hard. I mean, like they they train on Christmas Day. You know, they play football on Boxing Day. Like for the last few years, we haven't had uh, we used to do the exact same Christmas every year since we were kids. Nothing changed at all. And then when he was at um, when he was at Watford, when he first joined Watford from Stevenage, um, that from there on in, we've never had a normal Christmas after that. Well, a normal Christmas, you know, the same Christmas that we used to have, because you know they work so hard. You know, they 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 train on uh, on Christmas Day, which I, it baffles me not something that I could personally do. Um, but that's the other thing that people kind of need to consider is it takes up a lot of your life. You know, you don't have the luxury of just being able to book a holiday. My God, trying to book a holiday with this one now, absolute nightmare. We we go away with 16 of us as well. So trying to get 16 people all on the same page and then Ben is just, it's a nightmare. But um, yeah, I think when people realise that there's actually a lot of, other stuff that goes on behind the scenes a lot of other factors that come into play yeah I mean you look at top footballers like Ronaldo and you think yeah the money's nice I mean who doesn't want more money um and yeah if you love football then it's your dream thing that you want to do fantastic but there are also a lot of downsides but a lot of things that people should consider before perhaps answering that question giving up Christmas is one of them (laughs) yeah I don't think anyone could give up uh pigs and blankets <laughs> no certainly not no and he's got to watch what he eats as well that's the other thing if you become a footballer you've got to be on a strict diet i don't think i've seen him eat a chocolate bar in since we were like 12 <laughs> um well that that's all the questions from us joe thank uh, thank you for talking to us and, and answering them you know you've given a, a really you know good account to yourself your brother you know you've given us a real real good insight into your career too you know which you know, it's, it's certainly fascinating. If anyone wants to keep up with with Joe and and what he he's doing in his career, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. His Twitter at is Joe Wilmer underscore. Or alternatively, you can follow him on Instagram too by using the same handle. Uh, thanks, Joe, once again. We've enjoyed having you on, and we really hope that you've enjoyed being on too. Yeah, fantastic. Cheers, guys. Thanks ever so much for inviting us on. It's been a pleasure. And uh, I wish you all the best with the podcast. And hopefully I will see you at a match. Hopefully. Cheers, guys. Thanks ever so much for having us on. And uh, all the best. If you need anything else, just give us a shout. Cheers, Joe. Thanks. Thanks for that. Cheers, guys. See you later. Bye.